You know, Jackie, kalokohan lang naman yung mga trustful na yun eh. Like, I don't believe that it does anything to help me feel better about my office mates. Well, yeah, that's warranted, I guess, based on your own experience. But there can be some activities like a trust fall where they would be meaningful and helpful to some teams. We've seen some of that. Kailangan mo ba ng mas makabuluhang chismisan sa pantry? Listen to more conversations about work, both hot takes and thoughtful takes with me, Carl Javier, and Jackie Caniza on The Imaginable Workplace. Check it out on Spotify and wherever else you listen to podcasts. The first day of the campaign is an opportunity to define and introduce yourself nationally. But of course, with the start of an official campaign period last October when they filed, it lost its importance through the years. That was Dindo Manhit. He's the founder and managing director of the Stratbase Group, a strategic advisory firm. Day one of the campaigns, he says, is often used to send a message, both to supporters and rival candidates. It's not so much about garnering numbers as it is about setting the tone for the next 89 days. I'm Frank Paluna, Puma Podcast. In this episode, we ask, how did our 2022 candidates launch their campaigns and what messages were they trying to deliver? This year, all but one candidate ended up launching their official campaigns back home. Political science professor Jean Franco says that's to be expected. They usually hold it in what are called daily weeks, right? Where they come and then... It is also an occasion for them to uh, energize their campaign, to mobilize their supporters, and to sort of convey their entire message for the campaign. That's why they're also going to be beginning the first day of campaign in their daily weeks or kung, kung saan talaga sila nagsimula. So it's symbolic in a sense. This is how Manila City Mayor Isko Moreno spent his first day. Kayo ba may kamag-anak sa probinsya? Bakit hindi nila alam yun nangyari sa Maynila? Kaya mga kababayan kong nandito, tayan nyo na ako sa akin, piso tamang barko. Moreno's opening salvo came, unsurprisingly, in the city he grew up in and now leads. He heard mass first thing at the Tunda Church before mounting his blue wave caravan all over the capital city. The day ended with his proclamation rally at the Cartilian ng Katipunan, a monument to the Philippine Revolution against colonial rule. Moreno, who has likened himself to former President Ramon Magsaysay and even David from the Bible, was careful to highlight the modesty and simplicity of it all. That evening, he also framed himself as an alternative candidate for Filipinos frustrated with mainstream political titans. Pag sino matutal mo, mga kababayan, Sa panahon ng mga pula, 21 years. Sa panahon ng mga dilaw at ping, labing walong taon nila in total. How many years? 39 years. Tatlumput siyam na taon. Nabigyan naman natin sila ng pagkakataon. 
ang tanong kong iiwan sa inyo, after 39 years, na ngayon, sa kasalukuyan, sila po ay dalawa sa aking maraming katunggali. Tanong, kamusta po kayo? Ngunit, kapag pagka tayo ay magkapit-bising at sabay-sabay na inihahandog sa ating mahal na Pilipinas ang ating galing, ang ating sipag, ang ating husay, marami po tayong magagawa, malayo po ang ating mararatangan. Bongbong Marcos had a grand opening at the Philippine Arena in Bulacan one of the world's largest indoor arenas. It started off loud and proud with a rock concert and was hosted very infamously by actress Tony Gonzaga. Ang ating nag-iisang pambato, Ferdinand Bongbong Marcos Jr. Marcos hardly said anything about his platform, But that didn't seem to bother his crowd of some 25,000. Instead, there was dancing, singing, and even mascots. Supporters were serenaded with classics like Umagang Kay Ganda and the controversial Bagong Lipunan. Marcos would turn out to be the only candidate who didn't go back to his bailiwick. His campaign launch was also the only one held indoors in an air-conditioned venue. Why is that exactly? Marcos' hometown is too small. There's really no no value to Solid North. The only thing valuable in the Ilocos region is Pangasinan. It's too small an area, water-wise. So with Marcos, it's, a, it's really a strategy of national, a national projection because why start? in a small province and it just shows and people might realize there's not much importance on a solid north it's a projection of bigness but what they projected is you know the bigness of the campaign the momentum of the campaign on the other hand vice president Lenny Robredo went back to Naga City where her supporters painted the town pink dito natin sa Bicol Piniling ilunsad ang susunod na yugto ng ating laban. Dito kung saan ako isinilang at lumaki. Kung saan nahubog ang prinsipyo at paniniwala ko, hindi lang ng mga natutuhan sa eskwela, kundi ng harap, harapang pakikitungo, pakikisalamuha sa inyong lahat. Dito ko sa Naga nakilala si Jesse. Dito namin binuo ang aming pamilya. While she did go back to her hometown just like her rivals, what set her apart was the many volunteer events held in her name across the country. Along with the usual motorcades, there were also Zumba sessions in Boracay, 
Kalesa Caravans in Ilocos Sur, fiestas in Bacolod, among many others. What they're projecting is that this is a people's campaign, that we will campaign wherever we can reach the voters, even without VPLEN. So VPLEN defined herself, I'm the Bicolana, because that is the roots of her politics. She really built, her and the husband built their name there. But what is noticeable was simultaneous small campaigns without her. And the people are saying, we don't need you. We are campaigning here for you. Senator Manny Pacquiao spent his first day of campaigning in his hometown of General Santos, starting with a prayer at his mansion. Like Robredo, he spoke almost exclusively in his native tongue. The boxer-turned-senator regaled supporters with stories of his experience having to move to Metro Manila in search of a better life. Kaya po, nagtrabaho ako sa Manila, naranasan ko, yung lunita nga, natulugan ko yan eh. Nung araw kasi, yung lunita, uh, madilim pa dyan, hindi pa masyadong maraming ilaw. Kaya yan po ang, 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 ang aking story ng buhay. Manhit says, this focus on his Mindanaoan roots should have been played up from the start. Ang problema, tayo pa ang namimili sa mga magnanakaw sa atin. Bakit? Binoboto natin sila. Nakakapagtaka, bakit binoboto natin yung mismong magnanakaw sa atin? Hindi ba dapat piliin nating mabuti? Kasi ang magsasuffer tayo, anim na taon, anim na taon singkad, pagsisisihan natin ang ating ginawa pag nagkamali tayo na iboboto. Senator Ping Lakson, who was born in the city of Imus, also spent his first day of campaigning in the vote-rich Cavite. As you heard, Lakson launched his second bid for the presidency by talking up integrity and his decades of experience in government. His campaign team said they launched in Imus because of the strong support they got there during their senatorial bids. But Dindo says there is a disconnect. The problem with uh, Senator Ping, as I've said, he, he builds on narrative was he is from Cavite, but he's never been known as somebody from Cavite. And I don't think he did well there when he ran for president first time. Metro Manila, Mega Manila, that means Calabar Zone and Central Luzon, that used to be the base of supporters of Atito Soto. Since they like to move around as a tandem, mm. maybe they can build on that by offering themselves an alternative. So it sounds like everyone, or at least the top five candidates, put on a good show. But who won the day exactly? So everybody's projecting a certain messaging, a narrative that they'd like to build their campaign moving forward of day one. I think everybody did in their own little way. Mm-hmm. So the three that are tied among each other in terms of a single digit are went back to their bailiwick. So that's a good way to start. So we have to give credit to the campaigns. Now the challenge is, can they sustain it? Can they build from where they stand and build on their core support and expand that core support enough to win in May? And that was today's episode of Teka Teka. Again, I'm Franco Luna. This episode was edited by Mark Pasilian and produced by Kat Ventura. If you like this episode, share it with a friend or two. 
For more coverage on the elections, search hashtag Pumapangulo in this channel. And of course, don't forget to follow Teka Teka and Puma Podcast wherever you listen. Thanks for listening. Hey folks, I'm Mark Marin from the WTF Podcast, and this episode is brought to you by Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues your ally to help tackle your allergy symptoms this season. I love the change of seasons, but nobody loves pollen and all those other things floating in the air that make you sneeze during this nice weather. Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues are hypoallergenic and allergist approved. So fight back against watery eyes and runny noses without worrying about irritating your skin. For this allergy season, grab Kleenex and face allergies head on.